Three Nog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the college basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That code SGP turns $4 into $256 if your doggy wins for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're also brought to you in part by BetQL. BetQL is your home for info that you need to make yourself a smarter, better. NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they've got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. And we're brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best college hoop better in the country? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March Madness Fantasy Betting Contest with over $8,000 in cash prizes. Download their app today, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks from cappers and betters, including the crew from the SGPN. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. We're also brought to you in part by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG, and it's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you in part by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Capper Contest at PickWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-take-all $10,000 prize. It's over at PicksWise.com. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reeves. Yes, indeed. We have reached it. We are ready to go. The 2021 NCAA tournament much delayed. We haven't had one for two years, but now we do. And we're ready to talk all about it nonstop on the only digital radio show that loves to focus on those underdogs, those upsets. It is Three Dog Thursday. I am merely the somewhat competent host. In just a moment, Brian Edwards, senior handicapper from Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com, shall be here. Stand by for that. Uh, later on in our YouTube roundtable, our guests will be from 97-1, the ticket in Detroit, Michigan. Talking a lot of Big Ten will be Dan Leach and all the way out west from the Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows, Ryan Kramer from the Sports Gambling Podcast podcast sportsgamblingpodcast.com plenty of breakdown of the tournament plenty of underdogs we're gonna have a ton of fun doing it brian will actually be back after the round table with even more underdog picks later on in the show quick reminder however you found us social media link etc come subscribe to three dog thursday the audio version of the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts subscribe and hear us again the video round table with dan leach and Ryan Kramer comes your way on YouTube. So you can see us on the YouTube segment uh, as well. So we love messing around with the video. Go to Three Dog Thursday on YouTube to see as well as hear the video roundtable segment uh, with my male models that will be here, Leach and Kramer. All of that is out of the way. Let's get into it. Let's get into it because we've got buku games that are coming uh, right now. In fact, I think it's what, 52 games that'll be played between literally between Thursday night all the way through Monday night. And Brian Edwards, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com is with me on the Three Dog Thursday podcast and show. My friend, good to have you. And again, as we tape and get ready, five straight days of hoops, just right off the bat, how amped up are you? Ah, very much so, especially after getting robbed of the tourney last year. I am fired up. I've got uh, 
My bracket filled out. Fire away with any questions you want. Let's Love go. It. By the way, praise coming the way of this man from Vegas Insider and MajorWager.com because you said two teams to watch out for that were a three seed and below, Ohio State, Buckeyes in the Big Ten. Boy, they got Illinois all the way into overtime. You had Illinois overall, but you said watch out for Ohio State. Ding, Brian Edwards. You also said Oklahoma State and Cade Cunningham as a three seed or worse to get into the Big 12 championship game. Ding for you on that one. Um, uh, so a great job there off the criteria last week. Let's just begin right there. What, what stood out the big 10 championship game. Awesome. Obviously the Georgetown run four wins, four nights to win the big East after having a losing record that stands out to me. What, what else stood out to you from last weekend real quick? Oh man. Well, Oregon state and, uh, Georgetown stealing two bids, Patrick Ewing back in the NCAA tournament for the first time since that heartbreak hotel at Rupp arena in 85 back in you and I, you and I's day, TJ. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Oklahoma state, man, um, what a run and man, they had the shot at the buzzer to cover, although they still would have lost, um, had the shot at the buzzer to cover against Texas, but props to Texas, uh, they play well, and uh, that's that's last weekend. And nice run by LSU, uh, and nice win by Tennessee. And, and hate what happened to Fulkerson. And unfortunately, I, I'm hearing Fulkerson is not going to play this weekend, and is in doubt for next weekend if Tennessee gets that far, which I don't think they will. Um, but yeah, that's what stood out from last weekend. And Oklahoma State is hot, but they've got the Illini in the region semifinal, and that's not good. Yeah, I know. And that, that is a stacked Midwest bracket. And you mentioned Tennessee's got to play Oregon State, the red hot team. So just a quick comment from you, just in general terms, as we move along for Oregon State, they won four games. They won three games in three nights, but they won like four games in the final seven or eight days of the season with the regular season finale. Georgetown, four wins in four nights. How much do you think it affects that they now have to sit around for a week? They come to Indianapolis. They're not red hot in the same environment anymore. Oregon State winning in Vegas. Georgetown winning in New York. Will that affect these two 12 seeds come uh, come this weekend? Do you believe it will affect them? No, I think they need the break after uh, – I believe Georgetown had to play four games in four days. Correct. Uh, no, they need the – man, you, you man, you get – I mean, even if you are hot as a firecracker, you play four games in four days and then uh, that – well, Big East and Pac-12 are fortunate. They have their finals on Saturday as opposed to SEC and uh, Big Ten. But – um. They, no, they need the rest, man. They, they need the rest. You, you get to play four games in four days. You get back to your campus, and then like 48 hours later, you get shipped off, and then you got media responsibility, and then you're playing on Thursday, hopefully not a noon game, but, you know, you need the rest. And in this case, they do get a little longer break because the tournament not starting with the first four until Thursday night, depending on when you're hearing us. I'll mention this a couple of more times. We release the podcast on Thursday. It stays relevant through the weekend. Brian and I don't know the first four results. We're prepping as much as anything for the weekend of games to enjoy Three Dog Thursday. And we'll see how it goes with that Georgetown Colorado game. We'll have more on that. I'm sure probably late in the show when we're making some underdog picks. All right. You had, you said to me before I push the record button, Hey, I have a team that I like as a sleeper national champion, as an underdog national champion, if you will. So, okay, give me one and the reason behind it. Okay, well, uh, let me first off, first off start by saying I've got Illinois winning the tournament, but I, the way I have it is I have Illinois playing Oklahoma State in the Sweet 16. And so I, I think I've got myself in a no-lose scenario because I've got Oklahoma State, a, a pretty substantial wager at 40-1 to 1 odds. So if they make it to the lead eight, my feelings aren't going to be hurt. But the uh, the bracket contest I've been in for like 20 years, we call it the high rollers league. <laughs> and uh, I have Illinois winning it all in that league. And that league has a big grand prize. So um, I just hope the Oklahoma State Illinois winner in the Sweet 16, that survivor wins it all. I think it'll be Illinois, but I, I have Oklahoma State just in case. Because Cade Cunningham – I kind of think of them as like Syracuse 03. I mean, I know Mello had Jerry McNamara and Hakeem Morick, but Kay Cunningham, you know, he's got Avery Anderson and he's got a nice group of, of role guys. I mean, remember they've won at West Virginia. And by the way, like I said last week with Ohio State, they're on a four-game losing streak going in the Big Ten tournament. I said they're still a Sweet 16 team minimum. West Virginia has lost 
a lot of games in the last two weeks, but they're still a three seed, and I've got them in the Elite Eight. In other words, that Big 12 and Big 10, you can take L's and they not be shameful ones. Yeah, especially how tough those two teams, those two leagues are, and how, uh, I mean, seven of the 10 Big 10 teams, um, I mean, Big uh, 12 teams, I always get this confused because the Big 12 has 10 10 teams, the Big 10 has 14 teams. Seven of the 10 Big 12 teams made the tournament, and it's what, eight Big 10 teams made the tournament. So it tells you. You seem to get confused there, TJ. Yeah, but I mean, it tells you how good those conferences were when a Michigan State took as many losses as they did in the Big Ten, and I think they're really good. And that's going to kind of segue with Brian Edwards of MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider, senior handicapper, breaking it down. We're looking at the first four, and obviously the marquee matchup, as we predicted, they were going to put a blue blood, and it turns out they put two of them, two brand names together with Michigan State and UCLA. No mere coincidence from the committee. They looked at it. They were smart to do it. Again, this is a business. They realized putting that game Thursday night at prime time for Southern California and the West Coast means an extra 2 million eyeballs at least uh, for that game. I look at that Michigan State team as dangerous. Again, they're a favorite for the first four game if they are victorious over ucla and roll into the byu 6-11 matchup on the weekend do you believe michigan state neutral floor indianapolis might be favored i like them over byu as the sixth seed would byu maybe be favored what is your thought there as michigan state gets ready to play ucla real quick well, I think it'd be a real uh, tight line. I, I will say that Izzo, I remember, I think it was 05-ish, maybe 06. Florida was a two seed and playing down in Tampa, basically home court advantage. Michigan State was a 10 seed. They beat Temple. And then they took the Gators behind the woodshed, beat us by like 20 plus. And I think that was the year they got the Elite Eight and lost like a multi-overtime game to Kentucky. So Izzo has taken a double-digit seed deep. Um I'll just note that in that UCLA game, UCLA's lost four in a row. They're mired in a 3-11 and ATS slump, and the unders cash and sticks straight for Michigan State. And I'll merely say I do not like the underdog in the first four Bruins-Spartans game. <laughs> but BYU-Michigan State would be a very tight line, one or two either way probably. And Wichita State and Drake ended up in the first four, two of the last teams in the tournament. How shocked were you that Wichita State, which didn't make the conference tournament final, they obviously valued the American Conference regular season win. I was wrong. I'm putting my hand up. I did not believe they were a tournament team. I did not believe they would be taken. They were taken in the first four. How interested are you in that that Wichita State-Drake game again coming on Thursday night? You may already know the result if you're listening to us later in the weekend. We don't know that. How interested are you in that first four game? Uh, not very. I think that team loses in the next round. Now, I, I'm i glad Drake got in. You know, they lost their point guard, Roman Penn, uh, two or three weeks ago. It, I saw reports yesterday that Hemphill, their leading scorer and rebounder, has been out about a month, is, quote-unquote, on track to play. So, I, Drake's kind of a wild card. I mean, they're, they're without their point guard. We don't know how – you know, is Hemphill, is he 85%, right. is he 98%? Uh, but I think that team loses uh, to you. Although I'm not a – maybe they don't. I mean, uh, USC doesn't really impress me. I don't like their guards, but um, – All right, so we'll see because, again, the winner plugs in to play USC uh, on the weekend. And one other thing that we need to make note of here, they're not necessarily playing at the same site or location. After you win your first game, two days later, you're playing somewhere else, and they're doing that by design, moving teams around, whether it's Hinkle Fieldhouse, the Pacers Arena, Bankers Life Coliseum, the big arena, Lucas Oil Stadium, the football stadium, Mackey Arena at Purdue, Assembly Hall at Bloomington. They're using all these different facilities. And I did a game a year ago, the the Horizon League Championship at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. It's a beautifully new renovated $50 million upgrade. They're going to play there as well. So you're going to rotate around, whether you're Michigan State, whether you are uh, the UCLA, obviously, Wichita State or Drake, you're going to play in a different locale on Saturday and then probably play in another different locale on Monday. So you just got to get used to uh, moving around. Uh, a couple more. I'm not saying that you got to take 
uh, Colgate here when we come back for the Thursday and fr- for the uh, Friday and Saturday opening round games. Did it surprise you the line is not double figures for Arkansas against Colgate when that line came out? Did that surprise you, Brian Edwards, with Arkansas having so much success down the stretch of the SEC season? Uh, not in, not after I studied Colgate a little bit, who I admittedly have not seen uh, play, but they shoot the three extremely well. And you can get uh, threes against Arkansas when you break their press and, and, you know, things get a little loosey-goosey. And they've got two guys uh, that are elite, elite shooters, Jordan Burns and Jack Ferguson. Um, that'll be a high-scoring game. And um, – Arkansas will advance, but I could see them getting all they all they want uh, in that one. It's just interesting because a lot of these other ones, because Colgate is a 14, when you look at a lot of the other 14 seeds, 13 seeds, they're at least 10, 12, 14-point underdogs, and Colgate only eight or eight and a half from what the, the Vegas perspective is on that. Brian, stand by. I want some underdogs from you when you come back after our YouTube roundtable. We're looking forward to Dan Leach, 97-1, the ticket. And also Ryan Kramer Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, Leach again out of Detroit. Ryan Kramer out of Los Angeles. They're coming on the YouTube roundtable straight ahead as we roll on. It's that time of the year. Again, the craziest month with all of the action in March Madness. Bubble teams are making their final push for a conference tournament berth for an automatic bid or maybe an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament. And DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, putting new customers in the center of the action by betting $4 on an underdog to win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Again, the bet is just 4 bucks on an underdog in a select college basketball game, and if they win, you collect $256. The bank is open. There's no better way to enjoy all the college basketball action and put your knowledge to the test. Put your money where your mouth is and do it with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry, if college basketball isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on things like golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is secure, safe, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your own convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code SGP when you sign up and turn $4 on an underdog into $256 if they pull off the upset. The code is SGP to turn $4 into $256. It's for a limited time only and only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Other restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And we're brought to you in part by BetQL. If you're looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness, BetQL's algorithm scan thousands of data points across every game and find the best bets for you. It's easily the most profitable best bets placed on their top betting trends. Now, your bracket may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to. If you go over to BetQL.com and get started today, go to the App Store, go to the Google Play Store, download BetQL, and bet smarter, not harder. And we'll make it worth your while. Use the promo code MARCH30 and get 30% off of BetQL for a year. That's BetQL.com, and the promo code is MARCH30 for you to get 30% off for the entire year with BetQL. We are also brought to you by PicksWise.com. It's helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports-fanatic-wise guys who are giving you the who, the how, and the why behind every prediction on every game, every day, in every sport. And guess what? It's all for free. And PicksWise has the capper contest to follow with the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadeau, and six other experts all competing for ten grand in a winner-takes-all prize. You can follow all the action and the free picks and analysis every day for the big dance by visiting PicksWise.com slash March Madness. That's PicksWise.com slash March Madness. And we're brought to you in part by Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about, sports betting. Better Than Vegas is running a free bracket-style capper contest with a chance to win $5,500. Just go to Better Than Vegas and don't forget to let them know that SGP sent you. 
Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV also and subscribe to the Better Than Vegas, Better Than Dot Vegas page. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV for Better Than Dot Vegas. We're also brought to you in part by Better Edge, the stock exchange for sports bets that allows you to buy and sell betting positions live like the stock market. And the best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG since you're buying positions from other sports bettors and there is no house. You can play for money in 40 states and they're doing weekly college basketball contests right now. We're talking tons of hoops from here on out here on Three Dog Thursday. And on Wednesday and Saturday, pay 10 bucks to enter and each user starts with a balance of $1,000 in edge coins to wager on the games. The player with the highest earnings takes the entire pool of entry fees. It's like a battle royal winner take all. Find the link under the competitions tab to get in for just 10 bucks. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use our promo code SGP. Get that free $10 bet as well. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com. Promo code SGP. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. What a motley crew, but here we are for March Madness 2021. It is the Three Dog Thursday YouTube Roundtable. I am merely the somewhat capable ringleader of this thing. With me right now are two guys to help break it all down. Let's say hello to Dan Leach, as advertised, from Detroit. 97 won the ticket. The FM Sports Radio Station, the Big Ten's got 57 teams in the tournament. Leach is here to break it all down. How are you, my friend? I bow to you as we get ready for the tournament. I bow to you and our upcoming guest, Ryan, as well. I this The, the smoothie with the protein powder. It just tastes that much better as I search for that great 18, 19-year-old DTM squash body I miss with the tournament just hours away. And NIT action on Wednesday. So things are good, my friend. <laughs> they are. By they the way, the last time we talked, you did me the, the great honor of coming on my show as you were getting ready for the Super Bowl as king of the sidelines, Mr. Buck. You were that picture of you with the confetti? Okay, Very hold emotional. on. Stand by. Hold on. The Super Bowl hat's back here, and I don't know that Kramer has seen this, but my mother-in-law came through. God love the mother-in-laws because she got the picture framed. The <laughs> about. There I am with confetti, fireworks, guys. So I have a framed photo of TJ at Super Bowl 55. Hopefully that shows up well enough. That's Thank brilliant. you, Rich, for the reference. It was your mojo. I'm going to sign that. We'll make it a lithograph. It'll be a one-of-one one and at least a million dollars. <laughs> Leach was Mojo. Ryan Kramer was giving me Mojo right before the Super Bowl on Super Bowl 55. Hello, Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Great to have you on the eve of the NCAA tournament. TJ, what's up? Uh, coming to you live from the new studios. We just launched the new studio, Sports Gambling Podcast for March Madness. I was telling you, uh, we were supposed to speak a little earlier in the day, but we had to, we had to bump you for Bill Burr, so we'll have him on the show later. So uh, as Dan was saying, this is the action time of the year. Uh, so many picks. I just looked at my uh, my local betting account, and uh, I'm up to 66 wagers so far. So, oh my, you want you, you got to have at least 68 for the field of 68, and it might get to 168 before it is over with. Uh, because it. those guys again have the hashtag DGens only at Sports Gambling Podcast. So DGens only have got to have 100 or plus uh, on that. All right. So with that being said let's go for it here it is we are ready this is actually where it will culminate as we see on screen on the youtube roundtable i remind everybody again if you're only hearing us on apple podcast on spotify google podcast come find the youtube roundtable there it is boys uh jeff goodman of stadium and the watch uh, stadium website shows us the picture of lucas oil stadium set up for the final four in particular. They're not playing all the games there, but a bunch of them there. Uh, Dan Leach, you first. The Big Ten just played its tournament in that facility, the home of the Indianapolis Colts. And we get ready now for the whole thing to get underway, and it culminates right there as we're looking at it. Yeah, not too far from where I'm at in, in the Motor City, and I've been there before. And, and it's, it's, it's obviously, thank God we're playing. Uh, it's been a couple years, and, you know, they got those six sites for the first and second round. And then, you know, we'll, as you mentioned, it will culminate there. 
at Lucas Oil. But I, I just, I'm so excited. And we got to keep our fingers crossed because we know that we're not totally out of the woods. But I think we're going to be okay. And to be able to get back to March Madness, I'm, I'm good friends with, uh, 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 I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants me to say it, but uh, a really long-time Division One coach. And he said that if they didn't have the tournament this year, 100 teams could fold. So thank God we, we got it. They need that money. We need the entertainment. Uh, it's been a rough year uh, that we're getting, you know, we're coming out of it. But I can't wait. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And you mentioned the Big Ten tournament, which of course, by Wolverines. Livers and onions. We needed livers and onions. But they could get the job done. But boy, does the Big Ten look amazing. Nine teams. Rutgers for the first time in forever. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see just how – I mean, I think the Big Ten, I'm not, maybe I'm a little biased. I think the Big Ten is by far the best conference. But can we can we get two teams in the Final Four? Can we get three or four teams in the Elite Eight? We'll see. Uh, but I think the Big Ten is going to have a lot to say about who wins it all and whether Gonzaga wins it all or not. All right. Well done. We'll get back. We'll circle back to Isaiah Livers and what it means for Michigan as a number one seed. Ryan Kramer, uh, obviously, I'm going to put it up on a team and let you knock it out of the park. Mixed metaphor. It's a baseball metaphor. I mean, you guys got to be amped, excited the whole bit here as it all unfolds. What about it all unfolding in Indiana, in, in Bloomington and, and West Lafayette? Yes, but most of it around Indianapolis. This is crazy that it's all in one place. You talk about hoops heaven. It's hoops heaven. And in some ways, the canceling of March Madness was kind of the beginning of the pandemic for, for most, especially the DGENs when they just said, we're stopping the world, a.k.a. March Madness. But Indiana the home of basketball, quote unquote, and the only team representing the great state is the Purdue Boilermakers from the Big Ten. Uh, I think that's an interesting storyline. One of the, you know, this is a podcast about dogs, TJ, because I, I am bullish on the idea that Purdue gets a little bump from being the Indiana team, the sole Indiana representative. So you want to come early with a pick here, but Purdue to win that region, why not? Wow. And you make a great point that how crazy would this have been if the Hoosiers were any good? And of course, Archie Miller fired earlier in the week, as uh, Leach knows in Big Ten territory, they're not involved at all. Notre Dame, not there. Butler, not there. It's crazy uh, to have it in Indiana, not have those teams uh, there uh, for this. We'll get to a couple of underdog picks from my guest. You're hearing from Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast. Follow him at Kramer Centric on Twitter. Follow them at Gambling Podcast on social media, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Dan Leach, uh, Dan Leach, 97 1 uh, from 97 1 the ticket. Um, in uh, in Detroit, he's Dan Leach, 97.1 on Twitter, is with me as well. Uh, Leach, back to you for a moment. I'm going to share the screen uh, again here because this is the key injury for Michigan. You've got the intel. Ryan Kramer's all ears right now on what's the deal with Isaiah Livers. There he is in the boot. We're seeing this on the screen on the YouTube roundtable. Stress fracture in the right foot unavailable for the whole first weekend. When is he possibly available? What are you hearing? What do we know? Well, two quick things. One, I just met the Cranes. I already love them. But before we talk about Purdue winning the region, they might lose to me great. Let's talk about North Texas. So let's uh, not worry about that. But when it comes to Michigan, (laughs) I got to clear you up here. It is not being revealed as a stress fracture. If it was, he'd be out. So it's it's not being talked about. Could it be? Sure. I, I actually, without giving away a, a great source of mine. I got a friend that is a medical <laughs> professional inside the Michigan program. Okay. It's, it doesn't look good, but there is a, 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 a la Willis Reed chance that as I call my say, livers and onions, which was a terrible dish that my mom used to hate, but it's great for, he's the heart and soul of the Michigan team. There is a chance he could come back. And the big question is TJ. And what I'm hearing is, is he's good spirits. You just never know what's going to happen as far as, how things can hold up and pain tolerance and all that kind of stuff. But he's the heart and soul of the team, and they're a completely different team without him. The, the good news for Michigan fans, which I am, is this. They're still an incredible team. And Juwan Howard, one of the four finalists for Coach of the Year, he deserves it. You look at what Hunter, Hunter and Gatherer Dickinson's doing, one of the best freshmen in the year, Big Ten freshman of the year. Um, you, you know, what Mike Smith's done, you, you got a team that really was completely dominant much of the year, save that Minnesota uh, game and, and late in the season, the, the loss to Michigan State where they had nothing to play for. But without Livers, I'm very concerned of Michigan being able to win it all. They could still be a Final Four team. They can still definitely get out of that region as tough as it might be. And Alabama is a very tough, uh, you know, number two seed in that region in the East. But I look at it like this. If Livers could come back somehow, 
this is a team that can win it all. If he doesn't, they're going to have to learn on the fly. Because as I mentioned, he's such an important, synergetic part of that team. But I trust Joan Howard. In such a little time, he's been so impressive with how he has gotten these kids to play better, be their best selves, be together, synergetic, all that stuff. So while I'm a little nervous without livers right now, I still think Michigan's got a great chance to make a run. And no one would have said that before the season started. So in a way, it's house money. But it's Final Four bust, in my opinion, for Michigan. Okay, so Leach has that opinion. Ryan, to you, we got to be careful of COVID situations. There are other injuries. I mean, obviously, Villanova's damaged goods with Gillespie being hurt. How big of a deal is it if Livers cannot play sustained here for the weekend and beyond for Michigan's chances to go all the way? What do you think on that real quick, Ryan? Uh, you know, the, the the quick version is I think they're still very – easily going to be probably a final four team. And I, I think the big 10 was really, I guess I could be wrong. You could be wrong. We could all be wrong about how good the big 10 really was, but I think it was really good. And I think, I think it, it, it could be a scenario where oh, we see two or three teams from the big 10 in the final four. So the idea of them, you know, having an injury, getting beat by Ohio state and that being the reason to find, to find a reason to get cute and have, you know, are you going to have the Bonnies upset them? Georgetown, Florida state, none of these teams, uh, in their side of the bracket, I actually think they got a fairly good draw. I I just don't see uh, enough teams that can really test them enough to to push them to what Ohio State or other Big Ten teams could. So yeah, I'm uh perhaps I'm biased. I do have a future on Michigan to make the Final Four. Full disclosure, but I I think they get there. So uh, I, I'm uh, I'm all in on the Big Ten as well. Uh, even though I'm coming to you from uh, the land of the the West Coasters, but uh, Michigan is gonna be in the Final Four about that i like alabama in the bottom half of that draw the tide showed something with come up come from behind wins over tennessee and lsu hanging on to beat lsu on sunday that could be some kind of regional final if that is the case few more minutes on the youtube roundtable let's roll the sleeves up as i like to say even though i don't really have sleeves let's roll the sleeves and leach doesn't either and i think kramer's got the hoodie or the pullover so you have sleeves. i got it. let's roll them up and give me an underdog or two. Dan Leach, you've been scouring it. This is Three Dog Thursday. Give me an underdog you like for this weekend and why, por favor. Well, I got two, and underdogs are what it's all I mean, listen, it's what it's all about. I, I'm all about upsets. And if you're welcome to join my greatest bracket contest in the land, which rewards you for upsets. But if you, I mentioned I got a friend that might be a dentist that's working with Michigan. If you like teeth, how about Colgate? Those guys score a million points. Arkansas, listen, very, very good team. They've been super hot. But I'm going with the teeth, the toothpaste, with Colgate as the 14 over the three Arkansas. And I'll give you another one from my area here, being a, a former Mac guy and obviously a Big Ten guy too, but I went to Eastern Michigan, called games for the Eagles with Earl Boykins. He was my classmate. I used to make him laugh at our theory of basketball class. Why was Earl Boykins in a theory of basketball class? But, hey, what can you do? <laughs> I think Ohio against an undermanned and, and COVID-crazy Virginia – uh, not only can win that game, that 13-4 game, in the first round in the West region, but also can win whoever gets out of UCSB Creighton, which I believe is going to be the 12th seed UCSB with their own tempo style. So there's two for you. Go Bombers, very well coached, very solid defensive team, and go Colgate 14-3 over Arkansas. Yeah, I, I keep looking at this. I love it. I keep looking at this, um, and we talked with Brian Edwards um, uh, in this podcast, our handicapper from Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com, about Colgate's not a double-digit Ryan Kramer. They're not a double-digit underdog. Does nope. Vegas know something here? Do the Sports Gambling Podcast guys know something here that the line for most of these teams that are a 13, a 14, or worse are at least double figures? Colgate's like an eight headed to this Arkansas game. Something may be up there for, for Three Dog Thursday purposes. I think this is, I mean, what we're hearing right now is the public wave of, you know, every year. I think the fact, I'll take a step back. I think the fact that we didn't have March Madness last year and the last time we had March Madness, not a single 12 seed one, kind of talk about that typical upset role. I think people are craving looking for that sexy upset. And Colgate is by far one of the public dogs. And you know, TJ on the Sports Gambling Podcast, we like to say public dogs sometimes have fleas and i would i would just caution you because the must bus they got the coaching experience in the tournament from nevada a couple years back that team is hot and and one of the things i like to do call me simple but handicapping march madness for me is a lot about those guards very cliche but you want to talk about a team that i'm taking their guards over most teams in the land and that's arkansas so 
I'm not necessarily running to the window to get down on Arkansas, uh, but I'm definitely not as bullish on Colgate as some as because it's it's a popular opinion and I get it. They they can score the rock, so you you always want high oh, variance right. opportunity. Exactly. So the the more points there are, the more variance. And the more you kind of take out of that line. So to your point, maybe the line should even be bigger, but obviously people are betting on it. So as far as a dog that I like, you took one of mine, Ohio. Love that pick. Even without the COVID news, I'll tell you this. Fun fact, last 13 seed to make a sweet 16 run, Ohio. So they know how to do it. They've been there before. And, you know, I'll I'll give you another dog from that same bracket. I think there will be a 12-13 a seed in the second round and that's the gauchos this is a team that's going to come and play a creighton team that obviously there was a little bit of turmoil with the coach and some of the players not liking what he said and who knows what that actually did in terms of fracturing the locker room but i, I think again uh, efficient offense is something you look for for the lower seeds especially when they're playing a major conference five seed because what does that tell you a five seed from a major conference tells you the committee has no idea what to do with that team, and they're probably a good team in poor form. So I like the idea of taking Santa Barbara. And both of those dogs, I think you can get plus 250, plus 300. So we're talking about some fun action. And, TJ, you know I'm not going to come to your show without a proper dog. And that is my Grand Canyon, which, by the way, mostly an online institution, but they got a basketball team. They're taking on Iowa. We've seen Garza back down when challenged with size and strength. And you know what Grand Canyon has that most teams don't? Not one seven-footer, but two seven-footers. I think Grand Canyon gets it done. 15 over a two, plus 750 on the money line. Let's go. Uh, that, that, to me, that is the dog of the first round. Ooh. I know I'm that fading the big time, but if I am <laughs> correct here on this, you've got three live dogs as we look at it on the YouTube roundtable screen here on a on a digital bracket that, that we're looking at. You've got Grand Canyon at the bottom as a 15 seed, and you also like the 13 Ohio and the 12 UCSB. I bow to you anyway, but if you hit all three of those in the same bracket, a 15, a 13, and a 12 covering, not necessarily just to win, but to cover, that'd be something else. And, of course, Grand Canyon being coached by Bryce Drew, the former uh, hero for Valparaiso with the three-point shot, the epic, it's all iconic three-point shot to win an NCAA tournament game, and then he swan dives on the, on the floor. He was the Valpo coach in the NCAA tournament. Uh, he was the Vanderbilt coach for only one year, and they fired him after one bad year. Now he's one year at Grand Canyon. They win 20 games or in the tournament. Just be careful. Iowa and Luca Garza, I mean, I know Leach is going to say right away, Iowa and Luca Garza aren't fooling around uh, either, and they're, they're going to probably win that game. But, Kramer, you were saying as much as anything, they'll keep it close. The Grand Canyon will probably keep, keep it close uh, as an underdog in that matchup, right? I uh, I just think if there's one team for me to circle and target in the Big Ten that has shown to be soft at times, especially when dealing with teams with size, it's Iowa. And I think even Big Ten fans aren't willing to die on the island that Iowa is going to be tough and scrap. So I think if this game, if Grand Canyon can keep this close, put them to the test, I'm, I would be very excited to watch a closing six minutes uh, with the game on the line because I'm telling you, you're going to watch this Grand Canyon team and you're going to be like, all right, I mean, I see it. This does not look like a tiny little online school. Hey, right, for play just... school, now, two, two things, TJ. If he's going to bring three, I'll bring four. I'll give you four. Uh, I got a one up, Ryan. Two, let's give some credit to previous coach Dan Marley who got Grand Canyon going and then obviously got fired. But I, I'm with you. This is the thing about Iowa. You make some great points about, you know, Garza can go away. He can be soft at times. But this is the other side of that, Ryan and TJ. He, I'm not comparing him, obviously, to Kevin Walker. But you look at guys that have taken over tournaments. Kevin right. did that with the uh, UConn. Middle of the made Big East team that year. They go on that crazy run, the six-overtime game against Syracuse. He took over the Big East tournament and then the NCAA tournament. I think Luka Garza can take over the NCAA tournament. Iowa, though, much different team. Uh, they, I mean, it's. It, I, I totally get where you're coming from with that. But I will give you two more. One of them is you know, on Purdue that I mentioned earlier. Don't sleep on the mean green from North Texas. They can play tough defense. They can score, you know, in bunches. So that's a 13 over a four. I'll give you two 13s over fours. But I'm not buying Villanova at all. I know they had their paws. I know they can play at a very high level. I really think Winthrop 
who has been to the tournament, what is it, three times in five years, I believe, something like that. They're very well coached. You mentioned good guard play. They got two great guards at Winthrop. I'm going to go with that. I think there's going to be at least two 12s over a five. You mentioned, Rye, that uh, last time there was none. There normally is at least one or two. It's very rare there's not any. I think there's going to be two or three this time. I'll give you the 12-5 Winthrop over the Nova Eagles, who obviously were incredible beating my Wolverines a couple years ago in the national title game. And, and Ryan, you mentioned the Bobbers, the last 13 to go to the Sweet 16. Yeah, they beat Michigan. So thanks for that memory. <laughs> he knows Jerk. that too. You're Dan welcome. Leach from 97 won the ticket, uh, the FM Sports Radio Station again in Detroit. Uh, and again, with respect to Villanova, damaged goods without Gillespie. If you're damaged goods this time of year, not a good thing. We'll see what happens with all of the underdogs. We've got to get out of here in a moment. These guys do as well. I'm going to show you one more time on the plugs. Here we go. Leach is like playing cheerleader. He's ready to go. Uh, Ryan Kramer and the Sports Gambling Podcast, guys. Here they are. Take a look at uh, Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, uh, Colby Dant. We're looking at all of you guys hanging here and making your picks. There you are in the new studio, guys. So find them at Gambling Podcast on social media, on Twitter, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. They've got shows galore, as Ryan was plugging. Bill Burr is part of their picks and their DGEN's only picks. Uh, I will be very disappointed if there's not at least 176. I made that number up. Different DGEN only picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast before the tournament begins. But Colby Dant, Ryan, uh, Sean Green, they do a great job. There they are. Here is Dan Leach. We plug him on the YouTube roundtable. Dan Leach, 97 one emotional Twitter. There it is. Uh, you and dad, uh, hail to the victors there in the big house. Uh, Leach holding court, it looks like, at a Tigers game. Hopefully we get back to that someday with all the fans, et cetera. What kind of tournament will it be for Michigan in Indianapolis? One more point on that. And again, find him at Dan Leach, 71, 97 won. The ticket is the FM Sports Station in Detroit. Again, the Big Ten teams are all familiar with Lucas Oil Stadium. They've all played in it last weekend. That may be advantage as we go Sweet 16, Elite Eight, and the Final Four, et cetera. That may be a factor as well. All right, boys, for now we're done. One, one more time to say goodbye. Ryan Kramer, anything else in closing before we get out of here? No, just, you know, make sure to stay hydrated. It's a long couple of days. Yeah, there's no doubt. And they want to they want to stay locked into sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You got the phone charged. You got extra phone batteries. You got extra smoothies. Dan Leach, you're ready, I right? Just, I just follow the Sports Gambling no. Podcast. The best as follow <laughs> As everybody should. Anything else, Leach? Uh, I love you both, Ryan. We're going to be best friends, as me and TJ already are. So I, I'm great to be great to meet you. And I hate to do this because I love the Wolverines, but I'm picking Illinois to win the national title. Wow! But, hey, that's where I'm at. We're trying to get it all done, boys. Great job, Dan Leach, 97 won the ticket. FM Sports Radio Detroit. Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast. Thank you, boys, on the Three Dog Thursday YouTube Roundtable. Indeed, we are back in one more time with Brian Edwards, MajorWager.com, Senior Handicapper Vegas Insider, where you can get all of his picks there as well as he's going to have those up. Again, we are releasing Three Dog Thursday prior to the first four where they're going to play four games in prime time. But this show lasts all the way through the weekend with Brian giving you advice on Friday and Saturday as the barrage uh, of games unfolds. Incredible that we're going to have 52 games Thursday through Monday with all of the different actions. So Brian, you're back in with me. I know you've been scouring over injury information. We have COVID information on certain teams that we got to keep an eye on. They need to keep it locked in on your social media at Vegas B Edwards and at major wager Uno. Cause you're going to be constantly updating this. But right now as we're taping, we're getting some interesting news that people got to be aware of, especially if you're looking at underdogs and upsets. Yeah, so uh, Harmon for Oklahoma has tested positive for COVID. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he was a four-star or a five-star, but I know he was a top 50 uh, recruit and a, st a starter as a freshman. We've got Kansas's Jalen Wilson did not make the trip. I, I They haven't ruled him out for the round of 32, but he's definitely out against Eastern Washington. He averages 12.1 points, 8.2 rebounds. Uh, per game. Kyle Young for Ohio State is still questionable. Concussion protocol, 8.6 points per game, 5.5 rebounds per game. Uh, Alabama's hopeful starting guard Josh Primo will be back. Uh, UConn's RJ Cole, 12.3 points, 4.4 assists is still in concussion protocol. I, I haven't heard anything about Omar Payne being suspended I'm hearing it does not – I know I I'm, I'm briefly mentioned it in the last segment. I, I, I do not think that Fulkerson – 
uh, is going to be able to yep. play. I had a media buddy tell me that he actually had some sort of plate put in his face. Wow. Uh, with that facial uh, procedure. Well, if you saw that eye, can we stop on that? If you saw that eye after the double elbow from your dirty gator with the double elbow, whack, whack. I mean, that eye was swollen like a boxer. I, I don't know if face guard or not, how you can even be effective in the next game. Let's hope he just gets better. Let's hope t- Tennessee can stay alive. Yeah, I, I feel terrible for him, especially being a senior. Although this year's seniors do have the option of coming back. And uh, so maybe he'll come back. But I, yeah, I hate that for him. Um, you mentioned that the Kansas uh, situation yeah. with the player not there, the Eastern Washington line has moved, correct? If you're interested in that, we were talking about double digit uh, underdogs and that line has mm-hmm. moved, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Eastern Washington has gone from 13 to 10 and a half. And uh, Eastern Washington, they, they won the Big Sky Tournament. Uh, they ha- have won um, 13 of their last 14 games, 10 of those wins coming by double-digit margins. Now, that's Big Sky competition. But, you know, with COVID, a lot of these teams, it's hard to, you know, judge them because they didn't really play anybody non-conference. Eastern Washington got some quality non-conference games in in November and early December. Uh, they lost by three at Arizona. They lost by three at Washington State. They lost all only by five at St. Mary's, but they did lose by 17 at Oregon, but those were their only four underdog spots of the season. And they went three and one against the spread. And uh, again, they've won 13 to 14, 10 wins by double digits. So I wouldn't be surprised if Eastern Washington gives Kansas problems. And Kansas is one of the worst three seeds I've seen in a long time. Interesting. All right. I will lead you to a game that you do like as an underdog and it jumped out right away to you. A lot of people are piling on Villanova with the injury to Gillespie and they've got another injury as well. And you like Winthrop in this spot. Tell me more on why as an underdog wolf wolf. Yeah. So Winthrop, um, they are 23 and one and Pat Kelsey has been, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he's got to replace, replace Greg Marshall when he went to um, uh, Wichita state and he's been there for a while, and they've steadily uh, been good. Um, now, unlike Eastern Washington, they haven't played anybody all year. I guess their their non-conference got canceled, I guess, because of COVID. They've only played one top 100 in Ken Palm, but they beat Furman uh, by 16. But they've got a veteran team. They've got a six-foot-seven point guard in Chandler Valdron, who averages 12.3 points, 6.8 boards, 6.7 assists. Per game, and like you said, no Gillespie for Villanova. They've lost to Providence. Then they lost their first Big East tournament game. I'm just down on the way Villanova is, you know, trending south rapidly coming into the tournament. And this team, Winthrop, only lost once all year. I could see Winthrop winning outright. Um, I've, I've got them advancing in my uh, brackets, and plus six and a half looks like a good play for the Eagles. Look at their first. Tourney win since Greg Marshall beat who in 2007, TJ? I'm wondering, didn't he beat Tennessee? Did he beat Bruce Pearl in Tennessee? Notre Dame and Mike Bray earliest. I took a guess on that one. Uh, And Greg Marshall obviously parlayed that at at Wichita State uh, into that job. All right, a couple of games that I'm looking at. I mentioned Georgetown. Uh, I've been talking on other shows about the Hoyas. Maybe I'm falling in love with what they did in New York. They're getting five and a half points. Uh, Yabua, the big man in the middle, uh, played fantastic all-tournament team, shot blocker. They rebounded well. They defended well against a Colorado team that barely beat USC on a last-second shot, then did lose to Oregon State. Georgetown getting five-and-a-half in that 5-12 game. I like the Hoyas here outright to pick up where they left off. A little magic's going to continue, I think, for the Big East there, Brian Edwards. Yeah, well, you know, they you know, they had some other wins before they got to MSG. They they won by seven at Creighton as a double-digit dog. Uh they've got wins over uh Xavier and Seton Hall at, at home in late February. So it, it wasn't just out of nowhere um that they, you know, I mean they're playing my point is they're playing pretty good pretty much from the start of, of February. They've been a pretty good team. Um but I like McKinley Wright for Colorado, and I like Boyle, their coach. I think Colorado survives. They may not cover, though. I think they'll advance. 
Might be close there on that one. And I'm also looking at Moorhead State getting double figures against West Virginia. Moorhead State has got size. West Virginia, again, as you mentioned, it's a tough conference, but they took some losses down the stretch of the season. I think Moorhead State can hang in there as a as a 14 seed as a double-digit underdog. A lot of people are on Colgate with Arkansas. We talked about that earlier in the podcast. I like the Moorhead State Eagles here to hang in against West by God, Virginia, a little bit here. Let's see on an underdog for me. Well, in 2021, uh, Moorhead State has only only tasted defeat once, and that was at Belmont, who had a very good team this year. Uh, they beat Belmont in the finals of the Ohio Valley uh, to advance. But um, now, granted, this is way back in November, but I will note Moorhead State uh, lost by 36 at Kentucky. They lost by 18 to Richmond on a neutral court, and they lost by 33 at Ohio State and by 15 at Clemson. But since then, uh, they got nothing but W's and one L. And you make a good point. That's much stronger competition like what they're about to play, and that's the unknown here with some of these schools. They, they out of conference, didn't really play anybody or haven't played anybody in the last couple of months. You just don't know. We'll see. I do know this. It is going to be a blast to watch all of this unfold. Brian, plug away on how they get all of your great information as we head towards the 2021 NCAA tournament. Yeah, on Twitter at Vegas uh, B. Edwards. Uh, if they go to majorwager.com, I think I've got a pretty good article called Bracket Analysis that I uh, did some updates on today that's got uh, a, a, got a lot of, I don't know, I didn't put it in the word counter, but I imagine it's about 2,500 to 3,000 words. Uh, you can find my work at majorwager.com. My picks at vegasinsider.com uh, and uh, – I think that about covers it. <laughs> hey, here we go. I know you're elated. I'm elated, right? We're ready to do this, yeah, Brian Edwards, for all of these games on Thursday through Monday. We'll come back next week and know the sweet 16 of this thing. So we're going to be locked in between now and then. Brian, thank you. My man, appreciate you. Have a good one. There, there is Brian Edwards from, again, Vegas Insider and MajorWager.com. My thanks also to Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast, SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Thanks as well to Dan Leach, 97.1, the ticket, the Detroit FM sports radio station on the YouTube roundtable, picking tons of underdogs. Enjoy the games. Subscribe to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Find the YouTube roundtable on Three Dog Thursday as well. For now, we're done. Enjoy the 2021 tournament as it gets rolling. We're back next week to recap and look at the Sweet 16 in the Elite Eight on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.